that was perfectly clear. I wouldn't have changed a single word that you said in that description. I've never wanted to have sex with a pot pie, but like, I'd have sex with that pot pie. <laughs> We're all weak to stepping on nails. Let me preface this by saying I wrote a script. Daytona Beach is like two mild inconveniences for being a post-apocalyptic wasteland anyway. So many of my tabs say semen. Are you guys ready for this weird horny adventure that we're all about to go on? You can't handcuff me for skanking. This motherfucker gaslights you. Diet Coke and Sorrow will be chapter four. And against all odds, Kyle, we became those swirly weirdos. This whole podcast is a very negative mouthfeel. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how in the last few weeks of 2021, the world has decided to flip upside down and all of a sudden everyone hates Cowboy Bebop and Pokemon <laughs> and everyone strangely has decided that they love League of Legends. Have you guys noticed this on Twitter? Mm, it's It's been cool to hate Pokemon for about three or four years now. Yeah. The tide has turned and more people have realized that it is more of a Call of Duty series of games than, <laughs> than a uh, original yeah. series of games. And it's it's been cool to hate on Pokemon for a little while. I'm just not on the same corners of the internet that Andrew's on that are largely Pokemon and League of Legends, apparently. And Cowboy Bebop. And Cowboy Bebop. Again, it's true. Apparently it's 2005 and all I can talk about is Pokemon and Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> I would like to venture a metaphor for how we all feel about League of Legends, though, because I don't... I don't think that the whole world has decided they love League of Legends. I think a lot of people just like Arcane on Netflix mm, and probably yes. don't realize that that comes heavily from League of Legends, i.e. the way that way back in the 1900s, people loved Coca-Cola. Nobody told them there was cocaine in there, but they knew <laughs> they loved Coca-Cola. Excellent. Well, and, and Cowboy Bebop, it's not the original property people hate. No. It's... It's no. the soulless Netflix. It's change, Kyle. It's change. Thank you guys for breaking down my very fun joke. Speaking of That's Pokemon and breaking, <laughs> and breaking down nostalgia. Um, no, I want to talk about Pokemon today because, one, we haven't talked about Pokemon in actually in a while, if you can believe it, um, excluding <laughs> Kyle. And uh, But, two, I think this is super relevant time. Um, as we are recording this, uh, the brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl uh, Gen 4 remakes just came out. But... A number of things have also happened. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, a.k.a. Pokemon Legends colon Breath of the Wild, um, <laughs> was showcased. That wasn't a long time ago. That was like a month ago, maybe mm -hmm. two. That feels like years ago, dude. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, and, and guess what? The fans don't hate it yet. Yet. <laughs> they haven't yet. shown enough for fans to hate. Yeah, but I think most importantly, at the time of this recording... Ed Sheeran is about to per perform live <laughs> virtually. And this is where it's unclear. He's either performing for a Squirtle wearing sunglasses or as a Squirtle wearing sunglasses. Not entirely sure. Or with a Squirtle or wearing. With. It's, it's like, yeah. a, left, it's like a left shark situation. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe all of them. I, it's hard to say. Um, so after what I assume was a slam dunk success story by the time this episode comes out, um, Game Freak has decided they want more fourth wall breaking cultural touchstones. So they've come to us, Zeitgeist Consultants to the Stars, <laughs> debate this. That's what our cards say. <laughs> to, that's right. Uh, to write a new collab event. Uh, Game Freak wants to add in a brand new gym leader that's pulled straight from the comics and since this is something this happens to be our specialty they came to us to help so 
Here to help me today are my crack team of metaversal pop culture hallmark experts. Matt, Revolution X starring Aerosmith Cole. Todd, Michael Jordan, Chaos in the Windy City, Thomas. And Kyle, <laughs> and Kyle, Fitty sent Blood on the Sand Harper. Um, well, two two things real quick. One, I've played the, my game. Um, I played my game and I actually enjoyed it in my stupid younger age. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andrew, <laughs> yeah. I love that you said Fitty sent. Yep. That's, yeah. That's, wasn't, there wasn't a second F in I, there. I'm sorry. Was that wrong? Is that the wrong way to say no, it? No, it was correct. To say it. I would like to point out that last DT episode, Todd couldn't get Feige out correctly, but this mm. episode, Andrew got Fitty out correctly. Mm. Well, and I think we that's say important. one way more than the other on this podcast, so. <laughs> we all know Andrew's street cred is legitimate, too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Todd, Todd is a poser. Hmm. Well, he spends yeah. all of his time talking about Final Fantasy XIV and how you can play for free up to level 50. <laughs> that was a really good joke, so I'm going to not correct you to say that it's up to level 60. <laughs> well, but Matt's sentence is still true. It is, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Cut the podcast. We're done. Yeah. It, was a really, it was a really good joke. Oh, uh, also, did any of you guys play Revolution X? It was an arcade-only game. I did no, not. I have, no. seen, oh, man. I have seen footage of it. Which is weird, because... I had kind of a lot of Aerosmith-related gaming merch there for a while. I'm surprised I didn't fit let's into this just niche. Say, let's just say eight-year-old Matt would have been hard for Revolution yeah. X starring Aerosmith Matt, at the arcade. I, Matt, I also went through an Aerosmith phase. <laughs> hey, man, I was crying when I met you, and now I'm dying to forget you. He's on fire today. Let's we gotta we gotta capture this energy in a bottle. Let's get into it, guys. Uh, all right, so let's go one by one. Tell me what comic book character you guys are selecting as your new gym leader. And for folks that are listening, for uh, the five of you that aren't familiar with the Pokemon formula, let me just quickly ex- explain. So Pokemon and for Todd and for Todd, <laughs> specifically for Todd. Uh, so Pokemon. In case you've been living under a rock since the nineties, yeah. You travel the world and you collect little monsters called Pokemon. And the point of the game is you work your way through eight different gyms. These gyms are like basically area boss fights. Every gym leader, every gym has a gym leader, and that gym is based around a certain type. Um, type in Pokemon's are like their elemental affinity or whatever. So you've got like fire, grass, water, but also psychic and flying and rock and fighting, just a bunch of those. And each gym leader specifically sticks to one type. Um, And also notoriously, not a single person in the entire game except for the champion holds six Pokemon at a time, (laughs) (laughs) giving you, the player, the ultimate advantage for two reasons. One, because you can always have the right type, and two, you can have six up to six Pokemon. So... What you guys are going to do today is you're going to select a gym leader uh, from the comics. So give me their chosen type, and then every gym has kind of fun obstacles or like maybe like a puzzle or some sort of mini game that you have to do in order to get to the gym leader. So tell me what kind of obstacles and gimmicks your gym is going to involve. Let's start with Matt. Yeah, so for those of you who haven't been on the debate this train for a really long time, we did a build your own gym leader episode like Year eons one. ago. Yeah, pretty early. forever ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, and I'll, I'll Matt, tag it. Matt. In. <laughs> Go ahead. So I I'll tag it in the show picked. notes. But what I was gonna say is that I did a crazy cat lady gym uh, way back when, and I decided going in today that there was no way I was gonna top crazy cat lady gym, and so instead. <laughs> I was like, what's a comic property I really want to talk about? 
what if I just talked about that and warped it into that question? So here's what we're doing. It's time <laughs> to break the glass on the Dark Horse colon for emergency use only box. Because today is the day I'm finally going to accost you with things about Umbrella Academy. Are you excited right. to talk about Umbrella Academy? I actually Great. Thank you for answering. <laughs> um, answering in the affirmative, but that's fine. <laughs> Move on. So what we're doing today is a gym for number four of the Umbrella Academy, Klaus Hargraves. Now, am I wrong in assuming that Andrew, Todd, I know Kyle watched the show. Have you guys watched Umbrella Academy? I Googled Klaus Hargreaves <laughs> five seconds ago. Okay, that's not nothing. Thank you. Uh, I Googled Klaus Hargreaves at this point 10 seconds ago. Okay, great. <laughs> so the whole thing about the Umbrella Academy is that it's a family of seven adopted kids. All seven kids have a superpower of some sort and the guy who adopted them is this eccentric billionaire who instead of like really giving them names just numbered them in order of usefulness and calls them <laughs> by that number so Great. it's efficient okay. yeah <laughs> klaus hargraves is number four the chosen family name for him is klaus but they call him number four his superhero name that just like doesn't really get ton of use in the comics or in uh, the Netflix series is the seance because Klaus's power is that he can talk to ghosts. That's like his whole damn thing. Like he talks to ghosts uh, in the comic books. He does some like other crazy stuff. Um, he can like channel the dead broadcast his consciousness through airwaves. He's got some telekinesis. Netflix was like, what if he just talked to ghosts? That'd be great. Right. Normal poltergeist <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So his whole thing is talking to ghosts and it points manifesting those ghosts to like a corporeal form so that they can do things in fights through his power. Does that make sense? Uh yes. So he does he does the Mario Odyssey? No, no. <laughs> More no, he, of does like the, he does like a he necromancer. Does the, the writers like, of oh. Rohan. From, yeah. from Lord of the Rings. Uh, okay, got it. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Exactly. Riders of Rohan, a great reference <laughs> what, that everyone what? will definitely Cultural understand. <laughs> I, Matt, I think if I think most of our listening base will get the Riders of Rohan reference. Yeah, probably. Anyway, okay, so that's all the backstory you need. Klaus talks to ghosts. We're doing a ghost type gym. We're doing a ghost type gym. Now, here's where we're gonna sort of mix source materials. One of my favorite things about the Netflix series is that they make Klaus into someone who accidentally becomes a cult leader, like fully unintentionally becomes a cult leader and <laughs> makes a bunch of friends who build him a mansion. And he's like, I didn't really ask for this, but I won't say no. And so his gym is going to be the mansion in which the cult of Klaus lives and you've got to do the typical pokemon thing where there's like 15 people to talk to before the gym leader and sure. five of them want to fight you to whittle down the hp of your pokemon on the approach but this is going to be crazy because there's going to be like 50 people who want to talk to you and 10 <laughs> of them are going to want to fight you to whittle down the hp of your pokemon on the approach okay. and there's going to be some other sort of like fun ghosty things that you got to get through 
but some of that stuff is going to give away my Pokemon team in the next question. So I don't want to, I don't want to spoil that surprise, but yeah, Klaus Hargraves, number four from the Umbrella Academy doing a ghost gym in the mansion of the Klaus cult. Love that. Well, I, I like that you're padding the game time so we can say this is four hours of new content. So <laughs> you've got me so far. Um, Todd, what have you got? Well, we needed at least one person on this pitch today to look at graphic novels uh, and just really pick us a good gym leader that's a villain. At least one of us had to pick a villain <laughs> and make sure that it was a good gym leader. And so, Andrew, I'm excited to give you a gym leader who's a villain and the only one who does that today. And so, Andrew, everyone kind of sometimes wants to root for, like, the mysterious dark villain. Oh, Todd. And, and you know, now as <laughs> the only comes. person who's in this boardroom today uh, giving you a good villain, I am going to bring Mephisto into the Pokemon franchise. We did it! Because <laughs> he is we the literal it, devil of Marvel and I think would make an excellent late-game gym leader. So... In Pokemon games, from what I've been told from people who play them on this podcast, the protagonist has already <laughs> fought God with the power of friendship. So now they have to actually go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the devil. Um, and, you know, as as just a surprise to no one, Mephisto is going to specialize in dark-type Pokemon. Uh, further, uh, Mephisto is just a character that this podcast is just all too familiar with. And so when the, when the protagonist approaches Mephisto in... Um, Aberdeen Canyon or wherever the trainer is going to, whatever weird made-up Pokemon land. Aberdeen Canyon. <laughs> Aberdeen Canyon. <laughs> Tell me that couldn't be the fictional name of a Pokemon land. I, think I don't that's know. That's in Scotland. <laughs> Probably is. Don't look. Um, anyway, when the Pokemon person goes to whatever place it is, the trainer is going to walk into this like shadowy area that teleports them to this to this like shadowy land that there's going to be a room with a bunch of Mephistos, tons of Mephistos <laughs> all on the screen. Just and the Mephistos the, all the way down. Just Mephistos all the way down. And so the, the protagonist will have to talk to the Mephistos to find the real Mephisto. But every time it talks to one, it has to enter into a battle, trying to narrow down which one is the real Mephisto. So this is a structure that we'd have to reflect the kind of sneaky persuasion that we find with Mephisto in the comics, but also to reflect the fact that for literal months we were saying everything is Mephisto, and we on this podcast and whoever plays this game deserve to be punished accordingly. <laughs> it's All not right. a bad premise so far. You know, honestly, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's actually pretty good there are, so there far. Are worse, there are worse gyms. <laughs> there are indeed worse gyms, yes. I'm upset that you're doing it, but... I support your right to do it. That's what uh, the Aberdeen Canyon's all about, baby. Um, Aberdeen Canyon. Aberdeen is a city in Scotland, and I found that Aberdeen Canyon is a real place in the Yukon in Canada. <laughs> I, you know, I will tell you that I typed in uh, Pokemon Town Name Generator, and it gave me Aberdeen, and I was like, well, that's a real place, but I'm sure if I put Canyon on the end of it, that's fine. You didn't just want to Google, like, Pokemon Town names? You went with the generator? I wanted to make one up. All right. I mean, do we know that Mephisto lives on Cinnabar Island? Because I don't think he does. I was pretty sure that Mephisto lived in Westview, New Jersey, but I don't need to unpack <laughs> that baggage today. I was just hoping you weren't going to ask me to name like three more Pokemon areas because Pallet Town and, uh, and Cinnabar Island's all I got for you. Uh, listeners, if you are confused on what the hell we are talking about, go check out the Pluses Loose, our Disney Plus watch along show. It's available uh, wherever you find podcasts at Pluses Loose. 
com specifically the wind <laughs> wandavision episodes where we drove ourselves crazy trying to find mephisto in a show where he didn't exist also we don't own the com <laughs> yet maybe not yet uh hey kyle why don't you do your thing now we're coming for you pluseisloose.com um so andrew there's really only one answer for this gym leader challenge. Um, yeah, because, Todd already said Mephisto. Because yeah, the, gym, go on. the gym leaders, like we've said, are, are the bosses for the Pokemon universe. And there's only one one boss that we really want to see brought back um, from comics, and that is Thanos. So, Andrew, I am doing a Infinity Stone-themed gym Okay. in my Thanos rock-type gym. However, this is going to be one of the more simple, straightforward puzzles you have to solve because it's not really a puzzle. What is going to happen is Thanos, the gym leader, will have six Pokemon and you, the trainer, ideally will have six Pokemon and you each will pick half of your team to bring to the battle for for the gym challenge. So it is perfectly balanced. As all things should be. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that the Thanos challenge is that you have to play 10 years worth of Pokemon before you actually get to face down with him in a two-part movie. I was uh, I was ready to hear uh, you had to throw Pikachu down a canyon, particularly Aberdeen Canyon. Aberdeen Canyon! <laughs> in, order to, in order to have the Soul Stone appear in your uh, hand. No, there will, be, there will be some Pokemon falling from the sky, though, when we get to, the, to my party comp. I wouldn't have it any other way for both a Pokemon episode and a Kyle answer. Uh, okay, guys, so we've got... Uh, let's see here. We've got number four from Umbrella Academy. We've got... Uh, the god of mischief. Uh, well, I guess not the god of mischief. Nope. No, that's someone else. else. That's Loki. Yeah, <laughs> we've got thing. the the devil himself, Mephisto. I was trying to I was trying to do like a like a Faustian thing, but I forgot that there's actually a god of mischief. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then Thanos himself. Um, let's go through. Uh, starting back with Matt, tell me what your gym leader's lineup is. So again, reminder that gym leaders traditionally don't have all six Pokemon. They usually have like however many Pokemon they need that are like their signature. So they're always going to line up back to their type, but uh, usually their last Pokemon is like, it's like their buddy. Like that's their, their real, like kind of, you know, star, star Pokemon. So uh, give me your gym leaders lineup. You can use any Pokemon from any generation, including legendaries. There's like 800 and some to choose from. So fucking, you can't find four. That's a problem. (laughs) Have we not hit a thousand yet? Are we not at a thousand uh, thousand yet? Um, The, alternate type like the alternate continent variations really slowed down the expanse of uh yes so not quite a thousand yet as someone who just doesn't buy pokemon games i love those alternate types i think those are so fun they're yeah they're They're so good and it brings all it refreshes a lot of the old ones too. I mean, the mm-hmm. only only reason I bought Pokemon Shield is to get that fucking top hat wheezing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I'm gonna answer the question now. So I want to sort of set a scene for you because not only do I have the Pokemon that I'm gonna use, but I've got the order that they're coming out in because I think that that's really important. So to give you a little bit more backstory about number four. He is very much the burnout of the family. So the backstory of the Umbrella Academy is that these seven kids got adopted by this eccentric billionaire 
and were immediately turned into a superhero fighting team and like trained under this really kind of abusive regimen and way of life. I was going to say calling him an eccentric billionaire kind of undersells it. He's he's a bastard. Like he's yes. a, he's a mean he's old worst. man. But we're not we're not talking about we're not talking about the father problems or the daddy issues created by Umbrella Academy. Uh, we're just talking about we have the enough fallout. episodes of the show about about that. That's <laughs> true. That's actually our third category on iTunes. So we get comedy, we get video games, and we get daddy, daddy issues. issues. Uh, anyway, so Klaus, after years of this like abusive training regimen, and the fact that like he's constantly accosted by dead people, a la Bruce Willis's little friend in the Sixth Sense. Um, he just kind of snaps and starts doing a bunch of drugs. And uh, Klaus is also like incredibly flamboyant and bisexual, and is the the dark horse of the family. And so, kind of runs off and creates this fantasy land cult for himself that I talked about in the last question. So the big thing of all Pokemon gyms from the three generations that I played is that you kind of get your way through the gym and then you walk into the big battle arena where the gym leader is. And so in my head, what you're walking into is like the great hall through the foyer of this Klaus cult mansion. And there at the end of the great hall sitting at a tea table is Klaus with tea (laughs) because that's a very like Klaus thing to do. And so he invites you to come over for some tea, but Oh no, it's not tea. It's Pokemon because Pokemon (laughs) put Pokemon in tea. So the first two Pokemon are going to be Sinistee and Poltegeist. Sinistee and Poltegeist. Now I know oh, it's God. a little a little out there for a gym leader to actually have six Pokemon, but I thought since Sinistee was like a pretty low level weak Pokemon, that really the first Pokemon in the team. Matt, is let me let me quell your fears here. We all brought six Pokemon today. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I know, but if I say it first, it makes me sound good. So you get through Sinistee and you get through through Poltegeist, and I'm assuming you beat them because they're just sentient teapots and we've all seen beauty and the beast so the next pokemon <laughs> is trevenant trevenant i don't know we're getting into the I unknown think it's realm trevenant because he's yeah. a tree yeah, yeah. so he's, he's a fucking tree right but the cool <laughs> thing about trevenant is that it's a ghost type pokemon that yes is a tree but also controls all of the other trees in the forest through Ghost tree. I don't know. Tree, tree power. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, real talk. I love Trevenant. He's like Trevenant. So rad, dude. I love yeah. Trevenant. Yeah, yeah. So sorry. Keep going. You know, you get through the tea, and then suddenly the windows burst out, and trees start to come in through the windows as you've got to fight another <laughs> ghost Pokemon. Because again, Klaus's whole damn shtick is that he talks to ghosts. He talks to ghosts. That's what he does, right? Okay, so the next one is Haunter because we needed a Gen 1 Pokemon and I really like Haunter. And in the anime, Haunter is like a big trickster and is like kind of the funny guy, especially of that episode where Ash like dies maybe. And so Haunter <laughs> definitely fits in with Klaus's energy. Wait, what? He yeah. super dies. That yeah, okay. he super dies. Um, okay, so then the last two characters we get into like where Klaus's power really comes through 
because all throughout the series, both in the comic books and in the Netflix series, a lot of people look at Klaus as like a powerless burnout. All he can do is talk to ghosts. He's constantly high. He's constantly fucked up. Like he is not looked at as a powerful being, but then he has these moments where he manifests this great supernatural power. And so once you knock through the first four Pokemon, you're getting into your last two. The first one being Banette. I think that's how that's that's how I've always pronounced it. Banette. Banette, yeah. Which I would like to read this section from Bulbapedia, which I'm sure that we will all do at some point today. Banette is a dark gray doll-like Pokemon that is possessed by pure hatred. Pure <laughs> hatred it is possessed by, which I think matches very well with Klaus's daddy issues that we're not going to go into anymore today. And then the last Pokemon on his team, the signature Pokemon, the one that you're like, oh God, have I grinded enough to beat this Pokemon in level eight, is going to be Spiritome. Spiritome. Do you know what Spiritome is? I know. I mean, uh, I know what I, Spiritome is. I, I do not know what Spiritome is. <laughs> Why don't you is? tell Todd what Spiritome is? Yeah, yeah so Spiritome's a fucking rock. It's a fucking rock with exactly 108 spirits contained in it. And that 108 <laughs> spirits gets mixed together like the secret herbs and spices at KFC or the 23 ingredients in Dr. Pepper. And it makes a Pokemon, but it specifically has to be 108 spirits i don't know why that's what bulbapedia said so um, it looks like a potato yes a haunted potato <laughs> it looks a lot like a haunted potato but it's not a potato it's a rock all right uh-huh I mean, yeah it changes Pokemon, it i, I right? guess so okay. it's got 108 spirits in it which like klaus <laughs> could talk to all 108 spirits and you know what they say is like the total is greater than the sum of its parts well imagine if you could communicate with the parts and the total like Klaus could with Spiritome, the ghost-type Pokemon filled with 108 ghosts. <laughs> That's a gym, baby. Do we know why 100 and 108 is the number? Did we get that? Is that just... Uh, Bulbapedia says... No, I'm, I'm good. ...that Spiritome is formed by the collection of 108 spirits being trapped in an odd keystone by a traveler due to misdeeds it caused... Some of the spirits mixed in Spiritome are ill-natured. Some Spiritome are up to 500 years old. As seen in the anime, Spiritome can be just as aggressive and destructive as the spirits it is composed of. It will lash out at anyone with little thought, often exercising short-sightedness in its pursuit of vengeance. So is Generation 4, when everything just went off the rails, is that what happened? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that when we got the keys? Keys or Pokemon? That was, that oh, was, that was uh, six. six. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Four. Four was all the was all the the retconned like third level ones. That's when yeah. they came out with Magna Magna Malice Magna 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 Magnatron Magnazone. Thank you. Feels right. Thank four, you. Kyle. Four was the was the Pokemon game for for Pokemon fans and no one else. So and like. Kyle. <laughs> Like if you're into Pokemon, Gen Four is your is just the best thing ever. And if you're like on the fence about Pokemon, you're like, what the hell is all of this? And that's, that's and that's Gen the 4. one that just got re-released, right? Correct. Mm. There it is, SEO baby, Spiritome, new game, getting the clicks, <laughs> getting them clicks. All right, uh, awesome, Todd. Uh, what's your lineup for Mephisto? I don't have a haunted potato. 
but I do have some pretty good stuff. So I also brought six because Mephisto's special. Mephisto gets six. No one else gets six. Mephisto gets six. <laughs> Todd, we Clearly, all except for number six. four. It's one of the rules <laughs> of the road. Um, all right. So hope you're ready. Spoiler, you're not ready. All right. So we open up with Darkrai. Also, before I go any further, I don't know any of these Pokemon. I, I Googled Excellent. all of these with the exception of kind of one later. Wow, anyway. I hate that I know all of these. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, so don't. So for listeners at home, if you are like me and you don't play these games, um, I'll describe what they look like for you in this audio podcast. So I open up with Darkrai, which is like a spooky scarecrow ghost monster. It is here. Uh, it'll put you to sleep. It'll ruin your dreams, which we can all agree is pretty devilish and terrible. If I haven't talked about it on this podcast before, Darkrai is like the Pokemon devil. Like that is Great. the lore of of Darkrai. Yeah. Uh, listeners at home did not know that. That is a convenient <laughs> thing. Andrew, I would like I would like those points regardless, but I want everyone to know that was not intentional. <laughs> Todd walked no. backwards into those points. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and so next, uh, you know, if they get past Darkrai, we go to Mandibuzz. Now, see, my in-house Pokemon consultants advised me to have a flying type on the team. And so I went with this dark flying type uh, that is literally a buzzard. It is a buzzard. It symbolizes death and shit. Also, Bubblepedia told me that it was featured in a TV show <laughs> where it took other Pokemon's food, which I think we can all agree, pretty tricky and devilish and terrible. I would get mad if something took my food. Andrew, wouldn't you? Are you, are you putting the devil and seagulls on the same level? Well, it's a, it's a vulture. It's a vulture, so it's different. It's like a death seagull. Um, anyway, a goth, uh, a goth seagull. Yeah, is that seagull. cool? Vultures are right, goth so, seagulls. So once we've once we've kind of gotten them, like, oh, maybe this all isn't so bad. Anyway, boom! Right back to the darkness. We are busting out Guzzlord. So what is uh, this monstrosity? Yeah. <laughs> it, it is a Pokemon that I can only describe as like a twisted, dark, tentacle, jack-o'-lantern abomination <laughs> from your worst nightmares. It is here to to have a big, big open monster mouth and punch you with those with those tentacle arms. I love it. Yeah, just really, really great. <laughs> so I don't know if you're feeling over your head yet, but bad news, because up next we have Grimmsnarl and uh, yes. Grimmsnarl. It, it is coming here to punch you in the face with its very real human-like hands. Because this thing, it looks like a goblin wearing an armor made out of shadowy tentacles again. Also, the, the real strategy here is uh, Grimmsnarl helps cover some of the team weaknesses because it is both dark type and fairy type. And my in-house consultant, again, said that this guy was non-negotiable. Um, he is horrible to be around, but I needed him on the team. So... You said there's like the signature Pokemon. So what the trainer thinks is the grand finale is a Galarian Moltres that comes out. You know, I remember Moltres, like giant flying firebird. The Galarian one is a bird burning with dark hate power. It's that check. but goth. It's, yeah, check, it's check, yeah. devilish version. check. Yep. It's got eyeliner this time. So now that the trainer thinks they have won, we are not done yet. So, so Mephisto... Seeing this kid of legend or whatever winding its way through literal comic book hell, Mephisto actually had a Hoopa, had just a Hoopa on its team, and decided to expose Hoopa to a prison bottle. I do not know what those words mean, but that is what I did. And so, so that has turned Hoopa from this like delightful little thing in a, in a hula hoop to what is called Hoopa Unbound. 
If you're not driving, you should Google that. Because Hoopa Unbound, much like all too well Taylor's version, Hoopa Unbound <laughs> version is here to just make life really miserable for you in particular in this moment. It'll use its weird rings uh, to give you the bongo bongo treatment. It's going to punch you. It's going to punch you a lot. It's going to punch you right out of hell with its detached arms. A um, couple things real quick. No, this team is probably not tournament legal. And also, no, I will not be taking questions about the team and its tournament legality at this time. Okay. Thing one, I hope that no one ever has to expose their hoopa to a prison bottle because that sounds terrible. I do not know what those words in that order mean. I, Thing I need two, that no. I have seen The Suicide Squad, a James Gunn film, and Hoopa Unbound is just the detachable kid. He yep. is TDK just, from just TDK. The Suicide Squad, a James Gunn film. Uh, some of the some of the artwork for Hoopa Unbound is wild. Hoopa Just Unbound incredible. seems to be the the antagonist of um of a Pokemon movie. Of like it is mm. the it, it is the right. big bad of some some movie. It's well seems. I mean it's like it's like if if like Mewtwo and Ganondorf and Goro <laughs> all became the same thing and we're in a Pokemon <laughs> game and they were waiting at the end of a hallway to just ruin your day. Yes. Um, Hoopa Unbound is also my favorite Kanye West album. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, as soon as I saw, I was like, I, I in my research for this, I, I did a lot. And I was like, oh, why is Hoopa on, this, on all these lists? What is Hoopa Unbound? What does that mean? Oh. Oh, Hoopa debuts in Hoopa's Surprise Ring Adventures, a series of shorts in which it subjects Ash and Pikachu to various acts of mischief. Oh, so. see, that seems fine and harmless until it turns into Frieza and just starts <laughs> punching you. Kyle, Hoopa is like the Mew of uh, Sun and Moon, right? Yeah, Am I, I believe that right? so. Yeah, I never had a I never had a Hoopa, but its stats its stats match. That yeah, that I missed that album. Uh, all right, Kyle. Um, let's talk about our boy Thanos. What you right. got? So Thanos, as I said, is gonna have a rock type theme. Um, each soul stone is gonna be represented by one of his Pokemon. So again, another six Pokemon party. You guys are, haven't done anything we didn't all think of already. So we're gonna start out with our Mind Stone, which is Soul Rock. Go ahead and look up Soul Rock. It is a a sun-looking rock Pokemon. It's a rock psychic type. Only one of two rock psychic types, so that's our de facto Mind Stone uh, for, that, for that reason there. Uh, following uh, Soul Rock is going to be our Time Stone stand-in, which is Stone Journer, which is a new one in Pokemon Sword and Shield. It is like Pokemon Stonehenge, basically, and... The reason I chose it for our time stone stand-in is because once a year they gather a bunch of stone journer, gather in a circle, and do a ritual to, like, welcome the solstice or something. It's very time-related, and mm. it it's a rock Pokemon, and I want it now, so... This Pokemon looks absolutely goofy. This yeah. is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Wait, here's an unfortunate picture that'll uh, that'll be going in our show notes if you are one of our Patreon subscribers that get to read our show notes. Stonejourner looks a lot like um, <laughs> the the two legged monster from Monsters University. What was his name? The one Charlie Day voiced. 
Yes, yeah. He yeah. looks. I'll drop yeah. a picture in in the docs. I love his derpy little face. He's just got two dots and, and a line face. for his face. Yeah, yeah. Also, you said once a year they all gather in a what? What was that? They gather in a more Stonehenge type formation, like they gather to form the Pokemon universe version of Stonehenge once a year. Because Sword and Shield is in because Sword and Pokemon Shield is UK. in Pokemon Britain. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a whole thing. It's a stone circle, Jerner. A stone circle. I don't like that. That's not. That's nothing. Stop. Stop everything <laughs> about everything. Um, so coming up next will be our reality stone stand-in. And this one was a little tricky because the, the rock-type Pokemon don't get that creative. But I chose Aurorus, which is a, it's a fossil Pokemon. It's like an ice rock type. And the reason I chose it for reality is because it makes... It makes walls and other uh, shapes out of ice, which is kind of like the reality stone. It also summons Aurora Borealis, so we get that like nice swishy shape that the reality stone is very known for. Don't think about it too hard as we move on into the next reality stone represented. Re- this Neopet is a rock type? Yeah, right? <laughs> Wild. Um, so from there, we're going to go into... I'm going to mess up this pronunciation, but I think it's Niligo, which is, again, I was surprised to learn was a rock type. It's kind of the the one of the legendaries from Sun and Moon, um, and the whole plot of Sun and Moon is how someone is trying to summon this thing th- from a different dimension. So it's going to be our stand-in for our space stone. It's a big, oh. it's a big, like, flowy jellyfish thing. Weird. Yeah. That's rock type? It's rock type. Rock Same poison. question. Rock yeah. poison, baby. <laughs> and of what? course, the first thing is Neoligo plushy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. So from there, we'll go to our Soulstone stand-in, which is Minior, a tiny meteorite Pokemon. It can be a couple different colors and forms based on what pollutants or whatever it absorbs while it's falling through the atmosphere. But it, I chose it simply because you can only get one in the Pokemon universe when they crash to the ground. When they violently Ooh. crash to the ground, much like okay. the only way you can get the Soul Stone in the MCU. All right. Yeah. Okay. Points for that. That was good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> um, and then I'll round it out with our signature Pokemon, the Power Stone stand-in for Thanos for the Mad Tyrant, only fitting that his signature Pokemon is Tyranitar. The, the rock dark type. Um, and if mega types are allowed, it's going to be mega Tyranitar because it gets even cooler and gets like its own Thanos armor and is just, I think, the perfect Pokemon for Thanos and his rock type Infinity Stone team. Voice, any, uh, any... <laughs> I, I mean, I was, yeah. I think, I think that was a, de- a neat flavoring. I almost took Tyranitar because I think you said it was also dark type. Yeah, it is a dark type. Mm-hmm. it's a good it's a good one it's a fun no i chose it i chose it i chose it because it wasn't the best one so <laughs> he's weirdly not a dragon either no nothing's mm. a dragon dragon dragons aren't real dragons <laughs> tyranitar is a gen 2 pokemon and they did a lot of like it's the thing mm-hmm. from gen 1 but not so it was like the new type dark that they introduced and then like yeah it's the same same stat block as dragonite so it couldn't have been a dragon because they were doing the right. same thing, but not. So there you, there you go. Cool. All right. Awesome. That was that was really cool, Kyle. 
Well, let's go on to our third and final prompt. So now we know that you guys as your gym leaders or your gym leaders are never going to win against the chosen protagonist because, again, as we said before, the chosen one, the chosen protagonist, is the only one that is allow- is doesn't have the restrictions of using only one particular type <laughs> or doesn't have to just have Clefairies or magic carbs, right? So now, so for a gym leader uh, such as your chosen character, really the the top spot, not necessarily champion, but that top desired spot is gym number eight. Uh, so for our Gen Oneers out there, that's uh that's um the Team Rocket guy. That's Giovanni's gym, right? So yes. the last gym that you go to right before the Elite Four when you've got your team set up and you're you're just about to swipe through the end game. That gym number eight, that last gym leader, that is the most desired spot. So tell me how your chosen gym leaders beats the other two out of claiming that number one, in this case, number eight spot. That was perfectly clear. <laughs> I wouldn't you. have changed <laughs> Thank a you. single word that you perfectly said. Perfectly executed. No notes. Stuck the landing. <laughs> hey, yeah, so uh, let's call it what it is. Probably not gonna. Probably not gonna beat him. That's, it's okay with me. Why? Because we're a friendly ghost cult. Kyle and Todd brought gods to this fight. Also, ghosts... Pretty weak to dark type Pokemon. Now, <laughs> there is exactly one ghost fairy Pokemon, and I had it in my lineup originally. However, narratively, I think it fits better for the super secret bonus question. So I didn't want to use it right away. So chances of beating Todd, not great. Not not great at all. Chances of beating Kyle, okay. Good, not great, but okay. <laughs> He's got a lot of dual types in there. That's true. He does have a lot of dual types. You might find yeah. some some weaknesses to exploit there. Yeah. He also has gods, um, and and the embodiment of nothingness or whatever <laughs> Nihiligo is. So, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is again, Klaus, very much a cult of personality type of person, and I think if you can't beat him convince them to join your cult so i'm just gonna invite everybody to the mansion and everybody can have their gyms we'll just have y'all's gyms first and then i'll be in the last gym because i'm in the mansion which is in the back of the cult compound and we have more space to build your gyms in front of my gym so i'll be gym leader eight Kyle, you can be seven. Todd, you can be six. Listen, I'm not saying I can mm. beat you. I'm just saying we can all play by the same rules. I I am bringing uh, Guzzlord and Grimmsnarl <laughs> with me, and that was a mistake that you let them into your house. <laughs> that was a mistake to say those names on our podcast. <laughs> uh, is it my turn, Andrew? Yeah, go ahead. It's, you, it's all you, Todd. You, yep, you've blown out <laughs> of the gate already, so... Yeah, so... Uh, I have my own notes on these because I don't understand anything Pokemon. My my note to kind of like prompt me for this answer is just at Matt. L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that that was the way those uh those types. I've had the type chart opened up this entire uh, recording and I was like, oh, that doesn't bode well for Matt's uh, Matt's ghost type. So there's that. Also to what you said, Matt, Guzzlord is half dragon because why wouldn't because of course he is that be part of a dragon? I suppose because the cornucopia with arm with mouth arms mm. definitely can fly and is a dragon. 
it looks like it has little little wings on the that's not important anyway um so it is well known that the dark types are the strongest types of pokemon in the game don't look it up so beyond that i think i have built accidentally a near bulletproof team that is effectively untouchable unless you're the nerdy bug shorts kid from the beginning of the first game that has like bug type pokemon and no one else has that no one's doing that well you so, got a fairy type pokemon well, no one's doing that. that either. That's not That's not it. He doesn't, I, I he doesn't know about fairy types. He doesn't guys. know got, about fairy types. I've and got a lot the of, chart open. And a lot of Pokemon I've got some, fans would, would disagree I've with got, that, Todd. I've, I've got a half dark, <laughs> half fairy type Pokemon on my team. That was a whole thing. I said Grimmsnarl. My lawyers wouldn't let me not have Grimmsnarl. I didn't want him. So anyway, um, but here's the thing. Even if... Mephisto does get beat, even if that happens in the arena of battle. I have a literal army of nightmare beasts and a buzzard that will just, they're from beyond the pale and in real life would do irreparable damage to someone's psyche and dreams if they ever had to deal with them in person. If Guzzlord shows up and is like, no, you didn't actually just win. I'm a giant mouth of tentacles. I'm, I'm going to win. I'm going to go play the next one. You're going to be like, yeah, that's cool. You go. Also, your dragon type, so that's pretty pretty sweet. Anyway, outside of the arena of combat, we would render them unable to battle or compete. We'll bully you in real life with our terrible <laughs> nightmare fuel. Excellent. All right, Kyle, how are you? How do you beat the other two to get gym leader spot eight? I mean, what is what is Thanos if not the Giovanni of the MCU, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> Very accurate. Um, okay, wait, Kyle. In that case, who is Thanos's Persian? Um, Thanos is Persian is the Tyranitar. I said that. No, Clearly. I'm sorry. Like, which MCU character is oh. Thanos's Persian? Oh, if Thanos is the Giovanni of the MCU, um, is it? Is it? Is it Ronan? Gamora? Is it Gamora? No, that's Jesse and James or Gamora and Nebula. <laughs> Jesse and James. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I feel like this is a premise for another episode and we should stop. It's yeah. probably Ronan or... Um, yeah. I was thinking um, Ebony Maw. Or or one yeah, of the... Uh, yeah, Ebony, yeah. Ebony Maw is the one who like simps He kind of looks like him, a Persian. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ebony Maw is his simp. <laughs> is a Thanos simp. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> Can that be the title, Matt, please? <laughs> sure. Why um, not? But beyond that, it's it's just, you know, the other two don't have the will to succeed, Andrew. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna metagame with my my pick three from your team of six limitation that my gym has, and they're just I'm gonna metagame better than them and pick the right three to stomp the three they think will counter me, because that's how good Thanos is at at knowing his shit. I hope Thanos is ready for Hoopa Unbound to literally punch him in the face with big monster Pokemon hands. Is Thanos ready to catch those hands? Thanos couldn't catch hands. All the, all this just for a drop of blood, Todd? Is that what you're, <laughs> that what you're I would saying? not put... I do not think Hoopa... <laughs> Hoopa uh, Unbound is the Tony Stark of the Pokemon universe. <laughs> Honestly, it's not even Thanos that I'm worried about. If Kyle is in the background metagaming for Thanos, that's what yeah. I'm scared of. Okay, well then Hoopa is going to in real life come bully you, human Kyle. He's going to show up. He's, he's going to show a prison bottle to your Hoopa. 
Kyle Kyle has already seen all twelve million possibilities and knows the one. <laughs> know the one which outcome. We win. Yeah, that's that's true. Matt, did you say he's gonna shove a prison bottle up your hoopa? Is <laughs> he, that what you said? He did in fact say oh, that, Todd. God, that's the worst sentence we've said on this podcast. <laughs> it isn't. It's not even close. It's in the, it's in the running, but I top I, twenty. Oh man. Yeah, it's top twenty for sure. Anyway, yeah. Andrew, can you go to the next question? I, I, Todd, I would love to. Okay, so the thrilling climax, the end of every Pokemon game, is the protagonist goes to the Elite Four to become the champion of Pokemon or whatever um pokemon league four. champion yes you got shut it. up kyle you got um, it you were, i'm you right. here <laughs> I'm, I'm backing you up <laughs> the the elite four often are very much like gym leaders in that they have usually the same type or theme uh but they are more flamboyant more one note more cartoonish <laughs> than even the gym leaders that preceded them so not necessarily related to your your answer here but just give me a character when we come back give me a character from generally the same series environment as your gym leader that's going to rep in the Elite Four. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the same character, just somebody that they're close to. Uh, And we will come back in just a bit. Hey, are you ready for Mephisto to be in this show? Because he's going to be in this show. (laughs) From the nerds that debate this comes The Ploos is Loose, a podcast where we break down every episode of the latest MCU shows being aired on Disney+. Dottie was going to be the embodiment of Mephisto. I feel very strongly that whether it was Mephisto... I do not think this is Mephisto. I, Mephisto. You, Mephisto. I'm going to keep saying Mephisto. I'm Mephisto. Shards of Mephisto. Mephisto. It's Mephisto. (laughs) How many times can we say Mephisto in this podcast? Each week... We talk through plot details, Easter eggs, and our own predictions for how the shows will end. Her husband, who she talks about but we've yet to see, is likely going to be Mephisto. Be, she, me, Mephisto. The mailman is Mephisto. Everyone is Mephisto. (laughs) Mephistology, the study of Mephisto. Okay, so let's talk about this Mephisto bit. Schindler's Mephisto. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download podcasts. What we didn't get were any Mephisto sightings. I'll be at the bar drinking a beer and waiting for Mephisto to show up. And we're back. All right, our super secret bonus question is, pick a character from the series, franchise, general vicinity of your chosen gym leader comic book character that is going to appear in the Elite Four, the thrilling climactic group of baddies at the end of each Pokemon game. We will start with you, Matt. Right. Okay, Andrew. So imagine this. You walk into whatever room of the... the... (laughs) Shut up, Kyle. Nope. I tried to get through. I tried to just like power through that stupid joke. It wormed wormed its way through your head and you couldn't ignore it. It, I saw it happen. (laughs) Pretty upset about that. Anyway, so imagine you walk into like room two of the elite four or whatever and it's all like kind of agatha out not agatha harkness agatha from the got it fantastic four and so like it's it's ghosty and dark and then who do you see sitting in in the final four chair but klaus who you already beat once and you're like klaus what are you doing here i beat your ghost you gave me your badge and he's like oh no I'm just here as, as a formality. It's like a logistics thing. And then, bang, he manifests a ghost, and that ghost is his brother, and it's number six, <laughs> Ben Hargraves, and that's the last member of the Elite Four. Because, like, okay, so here's the thing about Umbrella Academy. 
mostly in the Netflix show, but like kind of in the comic books too. Klaus is what we call a plot device. Why is Klaus there? <laughs> it's so we can cast Justin H. Min as Ben Hargraves. Who's Ben Hargraves, you ask? He's number six who died before the comic started. Comic book, episode one, issue one. They're like, number six died. This is after number six was alive. But he still pals around with the gang because Klaus can see dead people. And so Klaus can see Ben, who died, who's like hanging out with him. But nobody else really knows he's there because he's dead. But Klaus sees dead people. And so when Klaus gets really powerful, he can manifest Ben. And then Ben can use his powers. And what's Ben power, you ask? It's probably the coolest power in the Umbrella Academy. I'm dropping a picture in our Google Docs. He has an interdimensional ah! hole in his chest. And uh, there's oh. there's an eldritch horror monster that lives inside of it. It summons an illigo. <laughs> yeah, and it bursts. An interdimensional horror monster bursts out of Ben's chest to beat up bad people. And the two ghosts that I picked to be on his team and the other four don't matter are Mimikyu and Kafagrigus. Why? Because they both have arms that shoot out from them. So, uh, wow. boom, <laughs> boom. I say again, boom. I got to say, Matt, that's a, that's a <laughs> really good, good pool. Yeah. Hey, and, to, and to cinch it with Mimikyu, the, the fucking Pikachu, the mimic Pikachu that's yeah. a horrifying yeah. tentacle monster is, that's really fucking good. Good pull. Thank man. you. Kudos. Thank you. Um, Todd, next to you. Next is you. Did did you say extra dimensional horror filled tentacle monster? Anyway, <laughs> we thought we were getting Mephisto, but what you actually end up with at the end of this is uh, is a actual demon monster in the Elite Four, and that is an ancient demon made out of sheer power. We're bringing in Shumagorath. So also an extra dimensional <laughs> tentacle monster of your nightmares. Um, the thing that must scream but has no mouth is here to uh, slap its hellish armored skin tentacles just all around. And here's the thing. No, no lineup changes uh, from what I've presented today, but that is because I don't know how many other Pokemon exist that have tentacles. And as of typing out this quick answer... I refuse to Google the phrase Pokemon tentacles <laughs> on my work computer. So um, yeah, you don't I just will... have to throw the whole thing out when you're done. Yeah, just yeah. You, gotta, you, you just shoot a nail gun through the screen and throw it in the garbage. So, yeah, I'll, list, I'll take any suggestions for monsters with tentacles. Um, bonus points if they don't have mouth but want to scream. Uh, but Tangle I got nothing em. else to add. Yeah, Tangle Tentacle. Yeah, that's cruel. Um, Those are two great ones, guys. That keep them coming. Four more for me. Um, uh, <laughs> Tangleth. Three more times. And is, there Alolan, is there an Alolan? Is there an Not an Alolan uh, Tangleth. There's there's Tangrowth. There's Tangrowth. You know what? I don't like this. You don't need to do you, this for you me. You did this it's, to yourself. Yeah. Well, well, there are better options. Well, Andrew, as the only person, as the only person to bring a tentacle monster from your nightmares to this podcast today, I think that my answer is sufficient. Sure, Kyle. All right, Andrew, I went ahead and uh, took the liberty of filling out the whole Elite Four and the champion <laughs> for you Jesus today. Christ. So when you go to challenge the Elite Four in this um, MCU Pokemon mashup game, you are going to first do a double battle against Clint and Natasha, the normal type Elite Four member. Um, if you beat them, okay. you'll get to move on and fight the Hulk, 
um, which will be a grass type elite four battle. If you beat the Hulk, you move on to the electric type Thor. Uh, beat Thor, you move on to the fighting type Captain America or Steve Rogers, depending on what what we're calling him in this. And then the champion will, of course, be the showdown between Thanos and Iron Man, the steel type champion of the Pokemon League. If you beat him, you get okay. you get the whole shebang. So there we go. All right, Kyle, let's let's wrap this in a in a bow. Now I know this wasn't part of the question, but what is Iron Man's signature Pokemon? Um, it's a Scizor because it is specifically a mm. Scyther that you evolve by covering in a metal coat. So perfect. Answer. Seems <laughs> seems lazy, Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Do better, do a... better, Pokemon. <laughs> I put that much effort to get my free Chipotle burrito once a year. <laughs> When I put tinfoil all over my body. All right, guys. Well, uh, now is your chance to give me one last argument. Give me them closing statements. Tell me why your answer was the right answer, Matt. Uh, Umbrella Academy is really cool. Congrats, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> that was, oh, that was the pitch for yours to be the one. That was the all closing right. statement. Um, yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, Andrew, when you when you actually go with Mephisto's team, what you get is one Hoopa, uh, a prison bottle, and no other issues. Um, so what I'm telling you is you can actually come to the dark side and fulfill the actual desire to have Mephisto in a tangible product that you get to consume in some way, shape, or form instead of just hoping for the next three more years. <laughs> um, Andrew, as my closing sta- statement, let me just say that it, with this Pokemon problem brought to you you could not live with your own failure so where did that bring you back to me i i got you well i'll take care of it it's gonna be thanos he's gonna be the eighth gym leader it'll be fine i got you don't worry about it (laughs) (laughs) excellent all right good vibes something something i have to go pitch somebody somebody (laughs) who fucking cares good vibes framing device uh this was fun i enjoyed this this is about as interested as I am in Pokemon anymore. I'm glad you still love it, Kyle. But like every time I try and play a Pokemon game, I'm like, man, nostalgia is way better than actual experience. <laughs> um, but this was fun. I enjoyed talking about Umbrella Academy. Uh, and I really enjoyed what you guys talked about. Todd, you brought Mephisto back up. And I have generational trauma because of that. But, you know, it's fine. Whatever. Um, I think that what you did with dark type Pokemon was definitely fun and you accidentally included Pokemon's devil and you deserve some points for that. (laughs) Kyle. Hey, good job, man. You're clearly better at this than the rest of us. And it showed today. Uh, but I really liked what you had being able to map a different Pokemon into each infinity stone was really fun. I, Really liked Minior as the soul stone because it falls out of the sky. That was very fun. Um, yeah, good times. Good times all around. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Matt, I should really watch the Umbrella Academy, I guess. <laughs> I hear it's a pretty good show. And everything you said was like, oh, that's, that seems pretty good. Um, I'm glad there's someone else on this podcast that has a cursory knowledge of Pokemon. <laughs> a, a drive-by you know, knowledge of Pokemon, because I know very little. And it's nice that you're kind of close to that with me sometimes. Uh, Kyle, you did a really cool thing that you put a lot of love and effort into. Um, You spoke your answer with the passion that I speak of Super Mario RPG. 
and I can respect and hate that all at the same time with equal levels. Thank you, thank you. Um, guys, I I like both your gyms. Oh, I'm, we put us together so that we well, can I'm lose gonna, together. I'm gonna, 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 right. gonna go one at a time too, but like, I like both your gyms. Um, you, you, you know, this is like if you guys went up against Andrew in a Final Fantasy question, or or Todd in a like Halo we haven't question. done that before. Is, I know. Is the is no, that you haven't. I've... Is that what you okay? Time out. First off, don't let Andrew have his moment. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, is that is that the category you want to put yourself into? I I, I can't I can't deny that. It's well, <laughs> if I'm being not if I'm being real. I, I hope that the podcast gets across the fury in which Andrew said, "No, you haven't." And his eyes got really, really wide. I have nothing to say. Keep going. <laughs> nothing to say, um, Matt. I really, I really like your ghost one because it's very on theme for Klaus. First of all, and second, it's the the only one brought today that look resembles what could actually be like a team they would have a gym leader have in the game because it's a baby game for kids and like. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's mostly meant to be like oh isn't that a cool pokemon the two t the two teacups and like t t set pokemon like that's something they would legitimately do in the game and todd and i were just like wouldn't these pokemon be awesome to have on my team <laughs> so like what, what if these pokemon formed a kicking circle around an inexperienced player so i very much like like appreciate that you you did that good job and again Right on theme for Klaus and the the Elite Four question with um with Ben with number six is very good, all very great. And Todd, you you took what if the devil had Pokemon and you ran wild with it, and I'm I'm very happy at the outcome. I, and and you got us all to say Guzzlord more than once in our mm-hmm. podcast, which is just just makes me feel gross and a crime. Great. Yep, it's a real crime that you committed against us today. So. Good, good job, guys. Uh, awesome. I'm. I gotta say, guys, I was blown away by all three of these answers. That is not a joke. And and I, Kyle won, but Kyle did not win. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, the the Aberdeen Canyon of the of the between the three of you. It's not as wide as you may think. Um, there was a point where each of you were were number one in my mind. So I'm gonna give my own good vibes and uh, and not just shower Kyle with praise here. Um, Matt, I thought some of the picks that you made were personally, I think ghost types are like the best Pokemon in the franchise. Um, specifically like things like Trevenant, pumpkin boot, Pumpkaboo, and Chandelure. <laughs> like those are some of my favorites just cause like, they're just so stupid and, and, yeah, aw- right? and like, stupidly awesome. I love well, that you can have like a haunted Pokedex tree. entries are like these eat kids alive. And like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. And, well, speak. So funny story. Uh, uh, I forget what year we did it in our intro, but there was a year where we had a, a bit that was Todd saying, well, I know the doll is bad. The, <laughs> the I know the doll is bad is when I talked about Bannett three yep. years ago. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, which is a, it was a great pool. And and I got to say, man, like your bit about Mimikyu and the, and the, the, what are interdimensional tentacle monster. That was really good. That it was, was really, good, really, really good. A really good Thanks. Pool. So you, you, you had it for, for a while. Uh, Todd, you also had it for a bit. Um, I thought your uh, breakdown or your your team was the most interesting team. It wasn't. It, it some again some of my favorites. Um, Grimmsnarl is a Pokemon I just met. I just learned about today. Incredible Pokemon because yeah. he evolves from one called Impidimp. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, 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 sure I have to imagine. I have to imagine that when like a creator gets a Pokemon to pass like that, they're like five thousand dollars additional on your yeah. paycheck for for Impidimp. He's great. He's like a he's like a dumb little Krampus. <laughs> he's so good. <laughs> he's good too. Um, yeah. The, the these later games since Gen Six, they definitely like seed the roster out. Like when you get to this point. You will encounter some these Pokemon, and you will put it on your team. And um, Grim Snarl, Impidimp, and Grim Snarl are, Snarl are like yeah. that for Gen Eight for sure. It, it's funny that was in my mind because I I started playing Shield again after all the discourse about Gen Four, and I just caught an Impidimp earlier today, and I've been power leveling him because I I looked up what Grim what his yeah. uh, evolve evolve was or evolution. Anyway, um, yeah, Hoopo is a great pick. Glarian Moltres looks fucking awesome, and it's right? like. Like of course, like Mephisto would become riding on a flaming <laughs> falcon, flaming like, hate bird. Yeah. yeah. So and of course, Kyle, Kyle, that was an incredibly great. creative answer. I mean, <laughs> I I think that what really solidified it for me was Tyranitar being the signature Pokemon because like that is that's Thanos. Like it looks like Thanos in his battle gear. Like that's really it's really yeah. good, man. Yeah. Um and and then this. This fucking stupid ass Stone Age monster. <laughs> so Get dumb. the hell out of here. Yeah, no, I mean, th- this was all really good, guys. Uh, you, you got excellent job all around. Uh, so, with that, uh, thanks so much for listening to Debate This. You can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Debate This Cast or on our website at debatethiscast.com. Until next time, I'm Andrew Henderson, and we're saying thanks for debating with us. And I fucked up the closing because I didn't. <laughs> Didn't kick it over to God. us. Didn't type it out Ooh. with your human fingers. I didn't type it out with my human fingers. All right, I'm going to take that all again so I don't say until. Until next time, I'm Andrew Henderson. I'm Matt. Jamie's got a prison bottle. Her whole hoopas come undone. Cole. I'm Todd. I'll send an SOS to the world. I hope that someone fights my hoopa with a prison bottle. Thomas. <laughs> Well, now I gotta do a hoopa one, guys. I didn't have a hoopa one ready. I'm Kyle. Didn't have a hoopa quote ready. Harper. You were saying that you were Everything you wrote for swing sets. Oh, man. Whew. <laughs>